Good day, mate. Keora from Aotearoa. Magandang araw, mga beshies. This is Finding Answers with JR. And Tina. Alright, thanks for joining us for the very first episode of Finding Answers. Yay! Our podcast, which is your podcast as well to listen. So, yeah. We're very excited for this first time uh, because apparently it's our first time to do a podcast ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Since we've been friends. Since college. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. like, how many years? More than oh my 10 gosh, years? I think it has been a decade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually cannot remember the last time I saw you. Um, Can you? It's like it's the exact where and ago. when. Talagang exact year. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like where? Like what's the what was the scenario? I think if I'm not mistaken, it's when we watched our common friends theater play. Theater play. Yeah. Oh, really? Maybe because four years or five years ago. Really? I remember watching a UAAP game with you, a basketball game. Oh, yes. Game. We used to yeah. regularly watch um, UAAP yeah. because we yeah. came from Ateneo. But, yeah, we're yeah. working for Ateneo as well. So. And then life happened. Life and then happened. I, haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. And I was just surprised that in, in my Facebook feeds, I think I saw you that you're already based in Australia, which is wow. I said, oh my gosh, it's so near. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> because you are in New Zealand. <laughs> Correct. Maybe we should start um, our episode by sharing our story about how we ended up in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, and maybe um, before that, uh, just a bit of you know an overview overview of why yeah, we're creating um podcast and mm-hmm. uh, as you'll see the title of this podcast is finding answers answers and how do you how do you actually pronounce that answers answers <laughs> however way you want to say it but um. i think it's like answers because it's a play of words like answers meaning like we're from australia new zealand so a and z yeah but we're also so answers. Answers. Uh-huh. We're trying to find answers for different topics. So, for example, for this pilot episode, we're mm-hmm. just basically introducing ourselves for for our kabeshis, but also, you know, giving them a glimpse of what it's like to live here in Australia, New Zealand, and what's going on in the current environment. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So for this very first episode, mm. um, we are finding answers to the question who we are. Yeah. How we ended up here and yeah. how are we now? How are we doing now? Oh, yes, cool. exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh, maybe I should share my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my story is quite an interesting one. I'm already, I've already been living in New Zealand for almost three years now. It started in March or April 2017. Mm-hmm. I took on a solo adventure travel around New Zealand because I've been hearing about the country since like the good landscapes and all that. And apparently, I actually had like a friend who's based here for around four or five years already back then. So I visited him and at the same time do a travel both on the North and South Islands of New Zealand. But he actually gave me an idea. Why don't you check out the job openings in the job boards? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like really optimistic back then because, well, New Zealand is only right five million people. Compared to yeah. Philippines, we're like 104 million Filipinos, as according <laughs> to Patriona. <laughs> and yeah, I was really not optimistic. But there was actually like a big company here who were who was looking for 
an experienced professional on a specific software which I was specializing on. So actually, for the benefit of everyone, I'm specializing on a specific HR management software. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I just chanced upon that specific opening and just click apply. And then it was just like at the back of my mind, click, click, click apply and then just continue um, touring around um, the country. And then when I was already in Queenstown, which is one of the major tourist destinations yeah. here. Is that where Anchorites was? Uh, yes. Married. Oh. Yes. When they, when they, where Anne and Irwan got married. Yeah. So when I was aboard a K-jet or a turbojet boat, mm. have you heard of that? So it's the boat yeah, that um goes to the river, and then drives very fast, and then zooms and whatever, and then you were all like crazy, <laughs> ah, something to that effect. And then yeah, and she, the recruiter called me, and I said, Oh, I'm actually on a K-jet boat. Can you call me like after ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so she you actually me up picked after. up a call, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to because there were like some down times, whatever. But anyway, yeah. so she asked me about. So yeah, we actually need your skill. But what's like your plan? Do you actually plan? You're interested about relocating here? And I said, um, well, if the opportunity exists, why not? Mm. Although I don't have any concrete plan whatsoever, it mm. was just I had an idea at the back of my mind that if ever I would transfer to another company or organization I would like to it to be based overseas so that I can immerse myself in a new culture do some sort of like a big move and an adjustment I was just so fascinated about the idea and I said if that opportunity exists in New Zealand I would definitely um, I would definitely consider it so before I flew back to the Philippines the day before my flight so they interviewed me personal interview in their main office and then it was actually my manager's manager who interviewed me back then so it turns out she liked my profile and my experience and all so when I went back to the Philippines my would-be immediate manager was actually a Filipina and was in the Philippines back then because she was like um, arranging and coordinating her wedding yeah. So I had an interview with her in Starbucks Pioneer in Pasig. Have you been yes. there? Yes. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> I still remember. Yeah, of this course same I would remember spot all these details. Branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on the second floor near the um near the windows. But anyway, so we're like overlooking all the tricycles and yeah. everything. Mm. So yeah, so we had that interview, but it turned out it was just for formality because they offered me the job later nice. on. They offered me a relocation package. They located me here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the rest is history. Um, I've been with the company for almost three years now. The same time I moved to the new country, yeah. um, to New Zealand. And yeah. Yours is the classic example of being in the right place at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. Timing played. And grabbing the right yes. opportunity. And right. Um, striking while the iron is hot. Oh, exactly. Dumbing, and, and, no, no, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. So Tina, what's your story? How did you end up? I'm always interested. I honestly don't know. How yeah. you ended up in Melbourne, which is, by the way, a very 
fabulous city. I've been there fabulous. once. Mm. And I really liked it. I really liked the scene, the art scene. It's just yeah, like this very specific charm that I, I really like. And I said, if I would relocate to Australia someday, I would go to Melbourne. But anyway, how you ended up there? Yeah, I actually have pretty much the same thoughts. Um, from my previous job, I had uh, several opportunities of traveling to Australia um, and experiencing its culture and lifestyle. So I went to Melbourne, but also to other parts of Australia as well, like Sydney, Canberra, Perth, yeah. and Darwin. But of all the places, and Adelaide as well, um, but from all the places... They're all different from each other, right? They're very different in the sense that yeah. they each have their personality. Um, mm. But what fascinated me most was Melbourne because of its super lively um, sports scene, music scene. Yeah. There's just so many music festivals in a month, mm. for example. And just, you know, having a lot of art galleries and museums. So everything, I mm. felt like if I would move out of the Philippines, Melbourne would be the best city to experience first you know what I mean mm, so, yeah yeah. I knew I always wanted to uproot myself as well because I've never really lived outside of my parents house um, mm. never tried it in a dormitory before I've always commuted uh-huh. so, never did apartment never did everything. apartment and everything yeah. so, so I you were a commuter as well yes uh-uh. okay. See? character building in Manila and I'm very proud of it Yes, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, all, I, although I don't missing the actual experience, the hassle and everything, I always am proud of myself whenever I look back. Mm, like, yeah. Imagine all the adventures of the being a commuter. The good practice of resilience. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a good um, topic yeah. for our next episodes. Like. For next episodes. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. but uh, since I... I'd always wanted to uproot myself. I thought mm. that maybe I would want to maybe move to Melbourne. But, you know, moving to Australia is not that easy. You know, if it's that mm-hmm. easy, then a lot of people would just be moving here, right? So I tried different exactly. options. Exactly. Um, I tried two different options. But what worked was when I met my current employer in a networking event. And... Mm-hmm. Like you, I didn't really expect much from it because, you know, my employer was just visiting the Philippines for an event and he didn't have any idea of like hiring someone from the Philippines at that point. Mm -hmm. But when we talked, Mm -hmm. I talked about what I was doing. I was doing some social media marketing and stuff like that. So he said, oh, we should talk more and Mm -hmm. just progressed and progressed. And yeah, it's just a good combination of luck. And being at the right place at the right time as well, just like and determination. Well, I think even they were kind of like fortunate of landing those jobs and getting those opportunities. They wouldn't be fulfilled without the us part, you know, the effort Mm. that we put into it, and And the persistence. Because before that happened, I tried twice and failed twice. So, but via a different route, via a different route. So, but. That made me realize that if something's really meant for you, then it's meant for you. It's going to happen. Just need to be yeah. a little patient and trust mm-hmm. that the universe will make its way for you. So, and do your part. 
do your yeah. part as well. Do your yeah, part. and I always remember this like saying. I think I learned this in one of the for me for me tours in Atene, like do your best but always leave something for grace yeah so it's because even though you all you do all of your things you do all the things that you can do mm. still if it's not meant for you yeah you you have to leave something for faith and grace to that's happen. true and at the same right. time you have to if you feel like something's not happening you just have to trust mm. that something better Maybe coming your yeah, way as well. Exactly. Yeah. So just the right balance of like persistence and trust and faith in faith. <laughs> and those are good stories though to yeah. share to everyone as well. And I think um, these stories are pretty much an indication of what we would like to achieve through this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we would like to be able to share some insights, ideas, answers to questions, tips mm. and tricks on challenges and exactly. all that about adulting and living abroad, specifically in Australia and New Zealand. Because I could clearly remember when I was planning all of these and when mm. it finally happened and I had to like process a lot of documents. No matter how much yeah. I researched and Google stuff, there are just mm. some questions that was really hard to find answers to. Right. So unless yeah, yeah. I actually talk to people who have done it before, that's mm. when I um, I joined Facebook groups, for example, and people right. just went out of their way to give you the answers that you need. So with this podcast, that's what we're aiming to do as well. If, if right. there are any questions that our fellow Kababayans are mm. you know, experiencing right now, then we're happy to yeah. help. Yeah. Which, by the way, change a lot. Oh. Like, for example, if you have this question, the answers today might be different from the answers two weeks from now because yeah, policies true. because ha- policies change. Yeah, processes exactly. change. Like, even in the Philippines, Philippines or here or there mm. yeah they all change and hopefully we'll be able to update ourselves as well on all of the changes in the policies or all the yeah. changes in the processes or the new ways of doing things if you yeah. would like to go abroad and yeah. live in a different country and especially yeah. with like this massive change that we're experiencing right now oh, right like who would have thought yeah. two months ago we'd be most of us would be working from home and just locked up in your household. Couldn't yeah. even go out and all. How are you coping? How are you coping there in New Zealand? How's it? Oh like? yeah. Um, I think we are more restricted here compared to Australia. Mm, that's true. I think huh? because um here I think we have like a different scale, but we have four alert four alert levels. We were just transitioning from alert level 4, which is total lockdown, total restriction, to alert level 3. During alert level 4, it was just lifted um, earlier this week. But during alert level 4, all of us should be working from home if we can. Mm. However, only essential businesses were operating. What were those essential businesses? Food business, definitely, and those providing health care services, so hospitals, Mm -hmm. um, pharmacies, and all that. So, I'm in a construction and building company. So, 90% of our business is not operating. Mm -hmm. So, that means only 10% of the employees are working. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, like for example, in our team, we're like a team of nine, Mm -hmm. and only three employees were working. So, I was still working full-time. But all our co-employees or colleagues who are not needed to work full-time had to go through a bridging pay program 
because here in New Zealand they have a wage subsidy scheme in such a way that all affected employers can apply for subsidy for their employees. So a part of their salaries during those lockdown period, um, a part of their salary will be paid for by the government and will just be topped up by the employers. However, with the scheme that was done for our organization per se, those that are not working full-time would just earn 80% for the first four weeks and then 50% in the next four weeks and then 30% in the next four weeks. So we're just in the second four-week period. So currently, those that are not working still will just be paid 50%. Imagine that. So, well, I'm fortunate enough and I was able to cope because I'm able to work from home and I kind of like needed to support the system because I'm... As I've said earlier, I'm doing an HR system support and um, deployment thing. And we have people that are working still, so we need all those systems to be to be in place. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to be working from home. And how I'm coping up? Well, I'm kind of like enjoying the more flexible work arrangement, although I super miss the going back to work and, you know, the office setting, the routine. Well, I yeah, just who had... would have thought, right? Like at some point in our life, we would say, "Oh, I miss going back to the office. I miss exactly. my office desk." <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. So I just survived that, and uh, my housemates, most of us, fortunately, are working as well, and we just set up like a home gym in our garage. So all the fitness classes, we're just doing it in the garage too. So I survived by doing that. But also, I've been more disciplined in terms of my intermittent fasting. So because we still have to be careful about our health, even though we're on a pandemic situation. So I think I got more serious about it. So yeah, that's how that's that's all my coping mechanisms are. And mind you, I celebrated my birthday online. <laughs> so I had a Zoom meeting party with my family. We had some games. I had like a quiz be about all about me. Like I asked them questions about myself and all that and gave them okay. a prize whatsoever. So you just have to be creative and be thinking out of the box. Yeah. So that yeah. Amidst all of the crazy things that are happening around, you'll still be able to enjoy and celebrate and be happy. But yeah, yeah, there's silver linings in this whole COVID thing. Exactly. Because if if this did not happen, of course, you know, there's a lot of deaths, and unfortunately, that had mm. happened. But you no, know, the silver linings are we see, you know, the environment, Mother Earth healing right. <laughs> slowly mm-hmm. but surely mm-hmm. no we could uh, gradually see the skylines I saw some photos yeah. from Manila that used to be just a whole heap of smog and now it's just a beautiful skyline of yeah. Sierra Madre <laughs> from a Makati apartment you know yeah so, they said we can actually see it as a form of healing for the mother earth as well yeah. if you would like to look at it from that perspective but I'm interest, interested how is Australia dealing with all of this like specifically maybe Melbourne so how do you guys how's how's the government policies in there how's the restrictions and how do individuals cope yeah um, I'd like to start with the results that we're seeing now which is we're gradually flattening the curve which good. is good news really um, good. we just mm-hmm. need to be very careful not to have a second wave so there's no mm-hmm. place for complacency so Correct. right now the government is ramping up on testing um, that's nice 
majority of the cases before come from travelers, but now that we've mm. closed, um, uh, we've restricted, you know, arrivals. Um, the borders. The borders. Uh, now we're ramping up on the testing for cases of community acquired cases. Right. Um, but in terms of how we're all dealing with all of this, people could still go out, but only for four reasons. It's either you need to do a grocery run or you need to mm-hmm. go to the hospital and seek in-person medical assistance or support. Mm-hmm. If you really need to go to work and you can't work from home, that's a valid mm-hmm. excuse. But this is... And there's no business restriction? Like all businesses are operating? Um, Retail? Uh, some restaurants mm. have closed, unfortunately. Malls are closed. Malls are closed unless they have groceries or supermarkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Liquorland is open. Coles is open. <laughs> yeah. Woolworths is open. We need the booze. So we, <laughs> yes, we have it good here. Um, very essential. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the fourth reason is to work out. So you could still run or oh my gosh gyms are open oh I thought gyms no, no, no. are open um, just park so you could still yeah, work yeah, yeah. out and yeah. I think as long as you practice the, things, the social distancing no, when, when, while you're running and yes. I noticed that people here are really disciplined like for example I'm, I'm jogging or running when I'm about to be with someone in the same pathway we really practice the social distancing yeah yeah and when you go out it's it should be just Two people max. Right. Um, within but we don't have quarantine pass whatsoever. Just no, like no quarantine pass whatsoever. Right? No, it's not that mm. full on here. But yeah. yeah, just grateful that you know we could still go out and uh, get some breath of fresh air. Um, recently, as well, last week they rolled out this COVID Safe app, which is a mobile application that you uh-huh. could download to help the government with. Um, contact tracing so you don't need to do anything else after downloading it but you just need to put it on the background for it to effectively work Mm -hmm. and they launched it last week the government Mm -hmm. was expecting because you know um, data privacy issues and stuff like that they were expecting like Mm -hmm. a million people to register in five days but mm-hmm. they were pleasantly surprised because in 12 hours, there were 1.2 million downloads mm-hmm. of people who registered, which is a good sign that people are in it uh, to just eliminate COVID here. So, and after, by uh, I think at this point, we've had uh, three point something million registrations now. So, which is wow. Yeah, so people that's are just cooperating as well. Yeah, and that's nice because people are generally supportive and they are following. Yeah, they are following. Of course, really there good. are some who are yeah. pretty hesitant about downloading it because of privacy issues. But then again, yeah, if you're on Google, if you're on Facebook or any other social media, or if you're oh using gosh. one of the they tech all got products, our data already. Yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> so might as well download this app and help the government yeah. with eliminating COVID. So yeah, that's how we're coping. Cool. It's guys. really nice that um, both our countries that we're in, um, it's like the trend is getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. I even heard um, 
in the news that if there's any country in which New Zealand or Australia would open up to, definitely it would mm. be on each trans- other. Yes, Ta- because they have to fuel. Yeah. yeah, they have to fuel the economy eventually, and you know, travel exactly. is one of those. And you know, if the tourism after... industry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad for the tourism industry, and yeah. with yeah. some of the friends that I know who are working for that specific mm. industry, it's just ah. Uh, it's just really unfortunate. Just, yeah, just looking forward to to get this out of the way, and you know, start operating again through normalcy yeah. and all that. But I think it will take some time before if it will even go back to how it was exactly. before COVID happened. You know, like yeah. some people are saying before 9-11 because yeah. there's no check whatsoever. Mm. Super strict checking mm. <laughs> before uh, boarding mm. the plane. Um, some things may happen post-COVID as well. Some people are Definitely. Saying, a lot of things are gonna change. The middle yeah, seats, for example, um, yeah. may not be occupied for for quite some for time. For quite some time, eh? Because so so for actually go to the future scenarios. Mm. Um, you talk, I talked about the, how it is in New Zealand. You talked about how it is in, the, in Australia. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about how the COVID situation is in our home country, the Philippines. Like, how how are your folks there? Um, my folks are okay, but uh, they're both senior citizens, <laughs> so and it has its pros and cons. <laughs> it has its pros and cons, but for makukulit na parents like mine <laughs> who just want to go out all the time and like look for a reason to get out of the house. My, my dad is problematizing about his haircut. He would <laughs> like to have a haircut. Like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, like, right now, I think they've um, restricted senior citizens from going out of the house at all. Which is good, I think. Which is because good. Because they're the primary, they're the most susceptible to the disease, right? Exactly. And mm. because in the Philippines, they need a quarantine pass to get out of the house. And only one person yeah. now. Yeah. Before, it used yeah. to be two now there's only oh, really? one. Yeah, and really? senior citizens can't get um, a quarantine pass so unless it's a really go, legit reason. If you would have to go to a, like a grocery for a family of, for example, a family of five or a family of seven, you couldn't have a companion with you? Just, yeah, just one person? From what my... Uh, my and they, I think they only allowed for a certain time they yeah, have curfew. I'm not sure about that, but yeah, yeah, I think that's what's happening with our household because yeah, because I have like three families. Oh, because I have three brothers and sisters, right? So each of them are living in different locations. So yeah, from their stories, I think they could only shop from a certain time period, and mm-hmm. of course, you need to have a pass and all that. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so moving on, how do you think the world would change? After this, like, do you have any idea of the new normal? Yeah, I mentioned before about like how travel might change a bit. Like, there might, Mm. you know, occupants for middle seats for quite Mm -hmm. some time. But also, Mm -hmm. I think because most people have been working from home, employers might be a bit more open (laughs) to telecommuting or working from home. I mean, in Australia and I think in New Zealand, it's pretty much an 
idea that exists already and a lot of companies mm. are already allowing this but I think more and more people will be allowed to work from home it will just be like a more normal it's like it's more, more usual normal, yeah. yeah right because, like the flexible working arrangements mm. I think some companies would even seriously consider the four-day work weeks yeah yeah and the working from home or working remotely um, set up yeah yeah, pre-COVID, um, employers were a bit hesitant about working from home because of productivity. But now that right. we're all forced now to that do this it, happened. Mm. they see that uh, it's effective. No man, it could happen. It could work. You know? Exactly, and then they would actually see that the overhead costs due to office spaces and facilities that you have to maintain. Yeah, that would be minimized too. You know, yeah, so that could true. be like a good reason for them mm-hmm. to invest more on people being able to work more flexible yeah. more flexibly and having a more flexible working arrangement yeah it's a good so, business yeah. case <laughs> right yeah. yeah and I think yeah. everyone's on it already like everyone's planning for that so when all the businesses are ramping up all their activities once again they're I, I suppose they're just gonna focus on that kind of those kinds of projects how to be able to work as yeah. flexible or as remote as possible and I think there will be more and more products cloud-based products to support True. this yeah and I'm happy about that because I'm supporting a cloud-based software mm-hmm. yeah 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 and people like it, it used to be this enigma like super technical mm. what's cloud-based technology and stuff but oh now that God. we've actually what's experienced <laughs> exactly <laughs> Now that we've experienced this um, work from home and other things related to it, I think people are getting more appreciation of using tech in their daily lives. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So technology will just be more and more normal. Mm. And the previous high tech will just be like normal tech, not, not, not high anymore. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, it's been a great chat and actually I'm looking forward to um, our next episodes. Yeah. Um, would you would be able to give them some preview of any interesting topics that we're going to discuss? Well, we're pretty much open for suggestions but right now I think the next episode would be about the things that surprised us when we moved here in Australia and New <laughs> Zealand, right? Like, it's a yeah. whole new way of living and doing things so like, yeah. for example in my first few days traveling here yeah. not even moving just traveling here I was yeah. surprised to um, find out that I can drink water from the tap <laughs> oh my gosh that's a revelation to me as well yeah yeah all so, those ideas that we were like surprised about well we're gonna dwell on those in our next episode yeah yeah before we actually go ahead sorry and, and if our Kobeshis have other uh, thoughts about that or examples yeah. or experiences of what um, culture shock maybe for mm-hmm. them moving in mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand, please feel free mm-hmm. to get in touch with us. We have our social media pages. JR, do you want mm-hmm. to show them? Yes. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's finding answers. That's A N Z E R S. Yeah. As, as <laughs> finding answers and you can also send us an email at finding.answers a-n-z-e-r-s at gmail.com yeah. so yeah before we close maybe 
let's have like a quick gimmick segment. In one word, Tina, how would you be able to describe your feelings about the first episode that we recorded? I'm excited actually <laughs> because like I said earlier this is our first time doing a podcast together and right. my first mm-hmm. time doing a podcast mm-hmm. um, as is so I'm pretty excited about doing this more and hearing mm-hmm. from our listeners and just yeah. you know getting in touch with our fellow Filipinos um, based here in Oceania nice mm. so for How me it's you? more like nostalgic um, I actually just miss these kinds of conversations, you know, we're just like doing some sort of like a normal chikahan, but you have some sort of like depth yeah. in terms of like yeah. the topics that you're talking about. And this brings me back to college philosophy classes and all That's that. True. And even, you know, your normal, your normal discussions in your tambayans when you're just like hanging out with friends and all that. So thanks for that. That's a very yeah. good episode. I, I think and, um, it's, it's yeah. uh, conversations like these is a luxury these days because we're always True. on our phone. We're always True. trying to do several things, but just sitting down and having a chat and mm-hmm. talking about things. Mm-hmm. Everything and anything under the sun. It's, it's such a good experience. Yeah. So thank you very much, our listeners, for listening to our first episode. This thank has you been for Finding Anders with JR and Tina. Bye. Bye. <laughs>